Introduction. Exploring Forgiveness. Perhaps you're a bit interested in the potential of forgiveness in your life, but you wonder, if I forgive, does that mean I'm weak? Does it mean I'll turn into a sap or a clone or a doormat? Will people use and abuse me if I forgive? Do I need to forget what happened? Or will I become too passive or airy-fairy if I forgive? The answer is no to all of that. Forgiveness is actually a workout for the soul to make you stronger and more loving and compassionate at the same time. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. The forgiveness method you'll find in this book teaches us how to embrace our emotions, all of them, and lead ourselves back to conscious union with our Creator. We bond with spirit and we don't let go. We apply ourselves to the discipline of uncovering what is false and releasing our attachment to falsehood. We commit ourselves utterly to awakening, our number one priority. In some ways, especially in the Western world, understanding emotion and including it in our spiritual path is a novel idea. In the past 40 years, some of us have jumped into hatha yoga and sitting meditation with delight, swimming blissfully in our newfound Eastern wisdom. But after the yoga class or the meditation retreat, we've gone home to deal with shaky finances, unruly time management, the mysteries of sex, child-rearing, temper tantrums, addictions, broken relationships, painful memories, the habitual griping and complaining that seem to be the norm in our society. And in no time, the ecstatic state we were in has evaporated and becomes ever more elusive. Any of this sound familiar? This is why forgiveness is so crucial to our healing. We simply can't leave it out. How Forgiveness Moves in Me, a Personal Introduction I first became attracted to the healing arts, especially meditation and yoga, during my college years. I had already spent a lot of time as a dancer, so I was familiar with moving, stretching, and strengthening my body. Yoga was different, though, and I found it a perfect complement to my new passion for meditation. With Hatha Yoga, the yoga of movement using poses called asanas, I needed to slow down and tune into my breath, my fears, and my prayers. I found a teacher named Christine and began eagerly attending her classes. Early on, she said something that really surprised me. I remember it well. She said, things may come up for you in yoga class, emotional things. Don't talk to me about it. That was it. I was confused. If things were going to come up for me and Christine wasn't interested in helping me, who would? I admired Christine's honesty and I was happy to know she wasn't the person to turn to, but she didn't offer another choice. And being young and naive, I didn't ask for one. I just kept showing up for yoga class. Perhaps one of the reasons I remember Christine's comments so clearly is that on that day, a seed was planted inside me. It took some time to grow, 
but 25 years later, I would be called to write a book about forgiveness and emotional healing. I feel this book fills a need because emotional release is a subject that many people are just beginning to explore. Even if you've done a lot of therapy, yoga, or meditation, there will probably be some inner stretch for you in your forgiveness process. In this classroom, we're all equal students of life. There are plenty of people who don't attend yoga or meditation classes and who are nonetheless experiencing lots of spiritual openings in their lives. If we're experiencing a spiritual awakening, then we are students of spirit, whether or not we ever attend a single class. The opening of our true nature is popping up everywhere these days, in every country, in every sphere and stratum of society. This book is written for everyone who wants to consciously forgive, connecting their emotional experiences with their deep opening to the divine.